0: Hey, guys, this is Kelly S, uh, recovered compulsive eater and bulimic in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And my name is spelled with an E-Y, so Kelly E-Y-S. Anyway, super uh, excited to get to speak tonight. Um, I spoke on this meeting a long time ago, but uh, grateful today I have um, lost and maintained 125-pound weight loss. Um, I do have a, a new absent date recovered uh, since... She, july twenty fifth of twenty twenty two so i just celebrated a year um after a relapse so I'm super excited about that so that makes being able to speak on this meeting even more special um so uh <clears throat> you know in a nutshell just to qualify real quick um you know my my whole life i've had um uh issues body image more than anything i'm i'm five. I'm ten, So I'm really tall and I grew uh, tall fast. So, you know, like a lot of people's story, I thought, I thought I was fat growing up, but um, of course looking back at pictures, I wasn't, but the truth was I was always bigger than everybody else. So, um, you know, really from as early as I can remember, I've always felt uncomfortable in my own skin and I always felt different from a part of just different from everybody else. And, um, you know, my, the eating didn't really start taking off, um, until probably junior high. And that's also when the weight kind of started coming on. And, um, so then that whole time period, you know, it's like, I on my first diet when I was in eighth grade and lost 30 pounds and, um, you know, got to normal body weight, but, and that just kind of started my yo-yoing of dieting and tried everything, you know, but, um, when I was 18, I, um, I'm, well let me first of all tell you I'm 60 years old I, just, I turned 60 this year and so back when I was 18 in high school there was these these you know, limited TV shows right so there was this they would have these after school specials and there was one about a girl with anorexia and it was supposed to be about the dangers of anorexia and I remember thinking wow what a great idea Of course I wish I could have anorexia as a, as a teenager I remember that which I know is sick thinking but you know I just wanted to be thin but the bulimic, the idea of throwing up just sounded like that that I could, you know, eat all I wanted and throw up, right? And so that started my bulimia in, uh, when I was 18. And, <clears throat> you know, my terminal uniqueness is you know, most of the bulimics I seem to know were still maintaining kind of a relatively normal body weight, but I still ended up getting, you know, um, 125 pounds overweight, binging and purging several times a day. So I know without a doubt I could be a 600-pounder because I was almost 300 pounds just um, and and still purging. But anyway, so, you know, as most people, I I lost weight for all the right reasons starting high school, my first marriage, you know, I got thin for all those things, you know, did all the diets, all the pain ways that you guys have done, all the crazy diets, hypnosis, shots, um, you name it. But, you know, the weight always came back on. And so the crazy thing is I've been in OA since I was 20 years old and um and and have never left and you know of course I obviously don't have 40 years of recovery to share with you or you know of abstinence but um the truth was I came in at my dentist I was binging and purging I couldn't stop And I knew it was crazy and I and my eating was out of control and so I came in because there was nowhere else to go nobody understood any of this um compulsive eating and and bulimia or anything and I never left the room so um So, yeah, I got my top weight in the rooms of OA, and that's because for decades, for real, um, I didn't understand what this program is really about, because I really just came in to get my eating under control. And I remember people would share about feelings and, and all these emotions, and I was like, well, whatever, you guys are a bunch of weirdos. I just have an eating problem. I truly believed for years, even in the rooms, I just like to eat. I just like to eat and i and I don't want to be fat. And so I was really just looking for that solution. And, and I'm not trying to say anything about OA as, as a whole, but for a long time, I feel like that message was, we were just, you know, I'm super involved in OA and Tulsa. It was huge for years. We had, oh my God, huge groups and it was a big fellowship. And that's really all it was. was you know, we've heard that dieting with group support, but, um, and I'm grateful I never left because I have had, a lot of wonderful recovery in a sense, but not the kind of recovery it talks about in the big book, right? And so my focus was always, you know, <clears throat> I'd get on these different offshoots of OA, um, getting really strict food plans. I've always known I needed structure and discipline, so i do different, you know, the how plan and, and different kind of things. And I just wanted to be told how what to eat and what to do, and I'd get to my goal weight. So I've lost 100 pounds, you know, a couple times in the rooms. And then I felt like I arrived, you know, I got to my goal weight and I, I never left. I kept coming back. Cause you know, I was, I was somebody. Now I was Miss OA. I've lost my, and you know, but the truth was I never worked the steps like it described in the big book. And I remember actually one time, um, <clears throat> offshoot of OA going through the, the steps I thought, and I just had a bunch of booklets that I answered, uh, questions. And, um, I would do number one booklet, number two booklet, number three, so, so forth, so far, whatever so forth. And um, and I remember thinking to myself, like, I would, you know, I've been around forever. I grew up with my mom in AA and I've been in Al-Anon and all different kind of 12-step programs. And I remember thinking, how is this living this stuff? Like, I don't get it, but oh, well, answer the questions in the book and move on. And my sponsor at the time was like, okay, you finished, you know, uh, booklet six, move on to seven. And, You know, so I went through all the steps and I truly thought I had worked the steps because I went through all those booklets and, um, you know, I'd sponsor people and, you know, I, I never had any kind of neutrality with food and uh, in, in all my years of being here, I never even made it a full year of abstinence. You know, some people will share like, I made it seven years, 10 years of white knuckling and like, I never did. I, I never even got a year. I lost weight but I never even made it a year and I'd be back in the food and I'd be binging and just weight gain like crazy. I mean, you know, when people, you know, I'm in the medical field and I have patients and they'll talk about, you know, oh, I gained 10 pounds this year. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? I can do that in a week but seriously. And I have, you know, it's like if you're over a hundred pounds overweight, you put on weight at a phenomenal rate, you know, it's eating out of control <clears throat> and everything you know, it's like every time um, my disease, when I'd go back in the food, it was worse. I was binging worse. I was doing all those crazy behaviors you'd read about in the book that I thought, Oh my God, I would never do that. That's gross. You know, eating out of the trash can, you know, those kind of things. And I mean, just stuff that I would just, you know, that as we hear say yet because the disease is progressive and it promises if we go back, we're just going to get worse. I know I did. I know I did. And the literature promises it too. <clears throat> so you know, I've just been—you know—I've never left. Grateful to say, I never left. But at the same time, um, you know, I just was kind of a floundering vessel, just always looking for this. Um, I thought I was coming into OA to lose weight. So, here's what I thought: um, the 12 steps. it was a t- okay. So all these different, there's a, all kinds of 12 step programs, right? There's AA, OA, NA, GA, SA. You know, you know, everything's got one. So I thought each one of them basically was you've got these. you got a food problem, so you're coming in, you've got these 12 steps, and you're supposed to find this God thing, whatever this is, so you can stop eating. If you go to AA, you have 12 steps, and this God thing, so you can stop drinking. You know, and basically, so stop eating or drinking or using or whatever it was. And I had it backwards all this time, because really we're just putting down the food, the alcohol, the drugs, the behaviors, whatever, so that I can work these steps to get a relationship with God. I mean it talks about it in we agnostics, but I never understood that message and when I finally understood it was because, in two thousand and thirteen, I heard about Vision for you, a big book m- meeting that meets every day, and I started listening to it and um and for real, I was just so desperate I listened to it every single day it was it was you know the very first year started you know I don't know if you guys are familiar with that meeting, but there's over four hundred people on it every single day. And now there's like, and when I was listening, there wasn't even a 100. And um, I was like listening to it, and I would think, they were talking about there's instructions in the big book, and I'm like, there's no instructions in the big book. Because, you know, I've read the big book. I had several copies, falling apart, underlined, but I never read it from cover to cover, like the first 164 pages. So I truly believe there weren't um, uh, instructions, because I always had books. <laughs> and so, um, and then people were talking about being recovered. I'm like, you can't say that. That's like sacrilegious, you know. You can't say that. let supposed to say recovering. And then, of course, you know, I heard the message, and it's in the big book, several pages, written several times. This is a story of how 100 men and women recovered. You know, we're never cured, but they could, we can become recovered, right, from this seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. And it says it several times through the book, you know. And so I kept listening. I listened obsessively for two years, for real. But I wasn't willing to put down the food you know, and um, so I'm here to say that listening to meetings um, doesn't get you abstinent, but I will say this, it keeps me in the place of where I'm ready, I know where the place, the message is, right, and so I do say keep coming back till the miracle happens, I know meetings, you know, they, you know, meeting makers don't make it, but um, if I leave, I for sure the hell won't make it, I can tell you that, and so I kept listening, and finally in 2015, I was willing to put down the food, and I worked this program like my hair is on fire like we hear, and I was willing to go to any length and um I became abstinent and I lost my weight in two thousand and fifteen. I lost all one hundred and twenty five pounds, and I had recovered abstinence for almost five years, and that last year, you know I started resting on my laurels you know i the truth was here's here's what happened is i I was in denial about my um uh where I was because. I have been in these rooms since I was 20 years old. Finally, I'm in my 50s. I finally lose my weight. I've Now I've maintained weight. I've never kept my weight off. I'm sure if you guys have been over 100 pounds overweight, or if you are, maybe you've, because several of us have lost weight a lot, right? I was good at losing weight, but keeping it off. So here it is. First of all, I've never been abstinent a whole year. So now I've got over a year, over two years, over three years, I'm maintaining a normal body weight. I've never done this. You know, I'm wor- I'm working the steps out of the big book. I followed the instructions exactly out of the big book. You know, I'm, I'm doing service. I'm doing all these things. And it wasn't like I consciously ever thought I've arrived, but I pretty much thought I did. Right. And then as we've heard it say, um, the gifts of recovery start to take away our recovery and our program. That's what happened. Was you know, I um, I had a couple of sponsees that would check in with me, and that's pretty much all it was. You know, I had two sponsees. I was doing service work all the time. I was moderating meetings. I was leading things. I'd done workshops, and you know, I was a somebody, right? Well, so that last year, I started really struggling um, with honesty, and I started I weigh and measure my food because I'm a volume eater. So yes, not only have trigger foods, I have to weigh and measure everything because um, my I always. Tell people that are normal eaters that my my enough stopper it's broke it's broke I don't have an idea when to stop so I weigh and measure everything to keep me honest and so I would commit my food but yet I wouldn't be honest the fact that I'm popping vegetables or I'm ex- taking extra bites here and there it's all abstinent food right well that's bullshit we all know that but I was doing that but I wasn't telling people and I'm like I'm okay I've got this I've got this I'm okay I mean I know what I'm doing. And I can't, you know, people need me to be, I'm like the story of recovery. I need people to to think, uh, you know, I'm okay. And so for a year and then I'd get back together, I'd get it back together and I'd get, I'd get cleaner abstinence. And I wasn't talking to people. And I started hearing this message on the lines and I knew I was struggling, uh, you know, that when we're dishonest, you know, we're basically putting a big, you know, Sharpie over our thing that says keep out God. Right. It's like how that's not a spiritual principle. I'm not being honest, you know? And so, The really best thing that happened to me was that you know my food got so sloppy that one day i ended up um, binging like all day long binging and purging all day long we moved in this house six years ago i remember thinking oh i'm so grateful i'll never have to binge in this house or purge in this house and i did i spent an entire day well you can't lie about that right and so i finally had to reach out and tell people what was going on and be honest about it and And I reached out to a a person, I started uh, listening to a workshop that was going on uh, Monday and Thursday nights, and it was the same message as I was hearing in Vision for You, which is, it's about the big book and it's about God, it's about a relationship with your higher power, whatever that is, which I call God, that's what this program is about. You know, I'm not getting um, God to get abstinent, I'm getting abstinent so I can get God. And I was hearing this message and everything I was going to, all about the honesty. So I reached out and asked a woman to um, sponsor me. And she basically put me in an idea of hospitalization, you know, where it's like being like in treatment. And so I had to, you know, uh, weigh and measure my food, text it to her, go to like meetings constantly. I had assignments. You know, I was dying. I was dying. And I was like, I'll do whatever it takes. And so I was like, and hospitalization was the whole idea. It's like I wasn't going out to eat. I wasn't you know, ordering anything in. I was basically like being in a treatment center. And I took my program that serious, right? And one of my things that changed my life was that this committed 30 minutes of God every day. You know, it's like this program they talk about it's a spiritual solution. We have a spiritual malady. Well, how am I supposed to get this relationship with God? She's like, Kelly, God's got to be your BFF, right? You know, and how do you get BFF? How do you get a spouse or partner, anybody? You hang out with them. You spend time with them. And so that was something I'd never been doing. You know, like I do prayer and meditation most days. What is that? Three or four days a week, right? Maybe five to 15 minutes. I mean, how do you get to have a good friend like that? So I had to commit to 30 minutes every single day. And to this day, I still do that. And I, you know, at first I did it because I had to, because I was told to. Then I started seeing, wow, this really makes a big difference to connect with God at the beginning of the day. And now I see, yes, I still know I need to. But today I really want to. I sit in mornings and I'm just like, okay, this is how I get grounded. It's how I start my day, right? And then throughout the day, too, you know, it's like I connect with God. I know a lot of people do this, but I have my watch pop uh, up and tell me, you know, to thank God and pause, pray, and use spiritual energy, you know, be the light. I have all these little things because my brain doesn't think about God just, you know, naturally. And so, you know, and the other thing was, you know, about working with others you know, my sponsor said, you've got to work with others. And, you know, I wanted to go, well, I had two sponsees. The truth is those sponsees had been recovered for two years. I hadn't taken anybody through the steps. And it tells us over and over in the big books, it's intensive work with others. So it doesn't mean just people Five checking in, general right? 5 reminder. Thank you. And so I had to be willing to make this program, you know, it's like, as we say, this is a way of life. The book says it's a design for living that works in rough going. It's a design for living. It's not a program. Some people say, well, I just don't want that time for the program. This is a way of life. And until I saw that this is about a way of life, that I'm putting down the food, I'm working these steps to get a relationship with God so that I can have a different way to live life. So I don't have to go back to the food, right? I don't have to have, leave a lot of destruction with my relationships, right? I'm learning to show up different. That was the thing. It's like my sponsor said, something's got to change, Kelly. It's time for that transformation, that entire psychic change, you know, so it's like I have to work these steps daily so I can become that different person that always kept driving me back to the food, you know, and it's like, it is such a gift today to have, you know, neutrality with food and, you know, I have a little over a year and it's like, I know it's not about the time, but it is about the time. And it's this this last year has been just a different realization of, you know, the whole idea that for all these years, and it took me decades to understand that uh, being abstinent is a prerequisite, right? It's a given. I have to be abstinent to be be able to work these steps to get to God so that every day, you know, I can remember to connect to, you know, to ask God in every decision, everything I do. And at night, I do a nightly review. Every night, you know, I do 10 steps throughout, throughout the day when I'm irritated, which is a lot, <laughs> some days more than others, you know, But I just feel so blessed today that, you know, yeah, it sucks, you know, to say, oh, I don't have 40 years. I'm so grateful I never left. So if you're a newcomer or you're a relapser like me, I'm not even sure I was a relapser until that last time because you have had to have some recovery to relapse from, right? But, you know, if you've been around and you're just like, I've been around forever. I mean, like 40 years. Okay, I was in here for 30 something years before I ever got some true recovered abstinence. Just don't give up hope, right? I mean, it's true. It's like it won't happen if we leave. So just be willing to come in and continue to listen to the message. Ask God for help because the miracle is there, you know, because I'm like, if I can get it after all these years, right? And so today I just know I get up every morning. I spend my time with God. You know, I still make three phone calls and connections every day. My fellowship is huge for me. You know, I still weigh and measure my food. I send my food to my sponsor all the time. I like to be accountable. You know, I do 10 steps. I'm working with people intensively. I do my nightly review, and it's a way of life for me. It's not a program. It's me trying to show up and be different, and it's hard. Life is hard, but you know what? My disease is hard. So you know, I always say, choose your heart. Either one of them is a lot of work, but they both have promises. Either back in the hard work of the food, I'm going to be promised misery, more weight gain, obesity, depression, death or I can work the program, and it's going to be hard. I'm going to get all kinds of promises with that, neutrality, relationship with God, better relationships with people, a better way of life. You know, so if I'm going to pick hard, I'm going to pick that. And so I'm just so grateful. I just got to tell you guys this, too. I'm just going to wrap up with this. I'm just so grateful. I know it's not about the weight, but it is such a gift because I'm 60 years old today, and I never, I'm still, when I look in the mirror, it freaks me out because I, my whole life I've been overweight, Right. And so today I'm so grateful I have six little grandchildren that I can get down on the floor and play with them and get back up. So it is a gift. I mean, we come in for that, and it is about the whole person, you know. So, you know, I'm just so grateful today to be maintaining this body weight, maintaining my abstinence, being neutral and having a relationship with God and, and showing up for life in a way I never did before. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much. Thank you. Did you want to leave your phone number? Oh, sure. Okay. I'm in central time and my phone number is 918-639-1613.